is this thing on? And when I say this thing, I mean sports best. Is it on? I say sports. You say best, Andrew. Sports best. Sports best. When I say sports worst, you say nothing. Sports worst. Sports worst. (laughs) Dead air. Yes, we have indeed removed the worst of sports and inserted only the best. This is Sports Best of the Believe Podcast Network. He is the only guy that I've ever known to successfully not get an application to rehab. He got denied for his (laughs) rehab start. Uh, That is Andrew Keller. I am Larry Olson, otherwise known as El Guapo on the streets. Hello there, Mr. Keller. Hello. I made every attempt to go to rehab today in Malibu, and they emailed me last night and said, don't come. You're not welcome here. I've never known that. One other quick note. For people that are new to the show, the reason Larry started off with is this thing on is he didn't want to repeat the gaffe of Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Larry <laughs> who, knows when there's a hot mic. Who, who, which you knew was coming, right? Troy Aikman had to apologize to the world for saying that. Like he knew he was going to have to get out there and be like, sorry, buddy, I really like flyovers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like when you're that type of a public figure, you can't hide behind. I'm a comedian. It was a joke. Like Troy Aikman has never been confused for being funny. The thing about that story, which we talked about earlier this week that I cannot get over, is that Joe Buck had eight surgeries for hair replacement, and that one of them almost made him lose his vocal cords. Yeah, I heard him in an interview talking about that. He's like, it was a huge mistake. It wasn't worth the risk. I don't know if that was his last surgery, though. He says he regrets it, but he could at least eight hair replacement surgeries. I mean, after the fifth, don't you go like, you know, maybe my hair is not worth it. Why is fifth the number? I feel like I don't know. Fourth, it would probably be like third. Yeah, but like fifth, you're like, you know what? It's not worth. Yeah, I had LASIK in 2005, and I'm apparently (laughs) when you're older, you can have it again. And I don't know if I ever will. It was one of the most invasive things I've ever had, and it was terrible. So don't. I had LASIK in 2001, and it revolutioned my life. Revolutionally, just changed my life completely. It changed my life, but it was very uncomfortable, and I didn't like it. Well, cause they slice open your eye for God's sakes. Of course it's uncomfortable. Well, my doctor cuts my eye. This thing comes down. He goes, look straight ahead or you'll go blind. I, was like, <laughs> I can't feel my eyes. I, don't know. <laughs> I think that they like 2001. I feel like they use like a butcher knife. Now they just do it with lasers. I think it's much safer these days. Yeah. A butcher's knife. They got the cleaver in. they popped your eye with, with uh, accuracy and you kept going, which is nice. Speaking of Joe Buck, the World Series is underway. As we speak right now, the World Series is tied one game apiece between the Dodgers and Rays. But here's what my kids really care about, about the World Series. Taco Bell runs a promotion every single year that if someone steals a base, the nation gets a free Doritos Tacos Locos. A free Doritos Tacos Locos. If someone on any team steals a base, that's what baseball's come down to. Nobody steals anymore. Good news for us. Mookie Betts and the Dodgers stole not one, but two bases in game one, which means... The entire nation gets a free Doritos Tacos Locos on October 28th. Wow. So I think he's done this before. Um, Correct. Did you get a taco last time you did it? So here's the deal with uh, also with my kids. They like the idea of getting a taco, but they're one of those, um, what do we call them? uh, Picky eaters. And like the Doritos Tacos Locos comes with like lettuce and all this stuff. So then if you go into the Taco Bell, you got to be like, I love it, Doritos Tacos Locos, but no tomatoes, and it's like not worth it. I think one of the interesting things that came out of the marketing team of Taco Bell was that whenever you say that name, it has to be sped up like you do, and you do it accurately. So that's nice. Doritos Tacos Locos. Here's the other thing about this. Um, You know, I love a good food giveaway more, more, probably more than anybody in the world. No, but ultimately, uh, really, who who loves a free? uh, 
My mom really? loves free food more than anyone. I read this story and I immediately forwarded it to my mom because I know <laughs> for a fact, last time bases were stolen in the World Series, she got free tacos for her and my dad. Listen, I certainly do not have um, the agenda of our intern, Kirk, who's super busy all the time, or my friend, Chayden, who literally is working every single second of the day. But I don't feel like waiting in a long line to get one free taco at Taco Bell is worth my time. I used to love doing that. I've come to the conclusion it's not worth waiting in a line. When I was in high school, my mom told me it was free hot dog day at Wiener Schnitzel, and I drove <gasps> three Wiener Schnitzels across the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and got three hot dogs with one of my friends. So I guess six hot dogs. Yeah, that's that's a – first of all, nobody loves Wiener Schnitzel more than me. I <laughs> I love a chili dog from Wiener Schnitzel, like with everything I have. I'll concede that to you. I live about half a mile away from one. Do you have any near oh. you? We have like the closest one is at least an hour, like 45 minutes. All right. Do you want me to buy you a chili dog, drive it up to San Francisco and give it to you? Oh, man, I would eat it if, if it sitting in your car for two days, I would eat it. Yeah. Well, as we all know, on this show, Larry has never gotten a foul ball or a home run. I have. You keep saying that I have gotten a foul ball at a Giants game once. I were still you, have it. Were you holding a glove? I was not holding a glove. So in game two last night, Will Smith of the Dodgers hit a home run, a, a solo home run. This guy catches it in his glove, lays across the, like falls backwards, catches it. It's a pretty sweet catch because there's no fans behind him. He can lay out. He's so excited. He grabs the, the ball in his hand and he's shaking it. And then just out of ecstasy, throws his glove and ends up landing <laughs> on the field. And everyone's like, what was that? Well, so, I mean, it was an outstanding catch. I mean, it was amazing. Like a home run right center field, dude just full on gloves it. Um, what's interesting about that, right, is that there are fans at a baseball game, which they're allowing in socially distant ways at your Globe Life Field, your home park there in Arlington, Texas. The Rangers won the World Series. But I got to believe in this new era in, 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 in pandemic world, I immediately thought, so the guy throws his glove onto the field. And one of the Rays guys threw his glove back. I was like, dude, what if that guy had coronavirus and just infected the Rays? I'm going to give a controversial take on all of this. As a grown, maybe after the age of 16, you should not be wearing a glove to a baseball game. Oh, no. Stop it. Stop wearing a glove. Okay, now Interkirk now hates you because he has to answer the fan mail, and it is going to come in like gangbusters with you making that comment right there. Do you have, do you wear gloves? To, I mean, no! it's, it's ridiculous, but there are grown men. Like you go to a baseball game. There's lots of grown men that wear the gloves. Grown men. If you're, if you're wearing gloves, reach out to us at reposted podcast on <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and let us know what happened to you in your childhood that you want to be wearing a glove during a nine inning game. Maybe more. Okay. So are they trying to make a, 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 a statement by bringing the glove, like reclaiming their youth, or are they actually bringing the glove because they really think there's a chance that they're going to need the glove to catch the foul ball. They're wearing it because they wanted, they're going to need it to catch the foul ball. I would accept you're trying to relive your youth. That's an acceptable answer. I would also say that if you have the glove on, you're probably not even going to be ready. Like there's nothing more embarrassing than having a ball come at you and duck if you have a glove on. So just take the glove off, watch okay. the game on your phone and get hit in the face with the ball like everybody else. I feel like, and I'm once again, I feel like the hate mail is coming. A real man just bare hands that ball. You don't need a glove if you're a real man. 
Yeah, you see awesome highlights of people barehanding it, not of, I mean, this guy got on SportsCenter because he threw his glove. <laughs> it was a sweet catch. He would have got on SportsCenter anyways. It was a sweet catch. And it was, there's only one baseball game on, so that helps. Uh, we thought the Dodgers were going to run away with the World Series. Tied currently 1-1. It seems as if this is going to go seven games. I don't know if my heart could take it, but nonetheless, it's fun to have sports on and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, when you say we thought the Dodgers were going to run away with it, I specifically did not think that. So oh, okay, okay. Here, half of this team is a Dodgers fan. Andrew Keller, do you have any idea who Brian Dunnigan is? He sounds like a stand-up comic. He's not a stand-up comic. He was the bully in Ocean View Elementary School, where I went to, and uh, he was the bully, and everybody you know knew you got to give your lunch money to Brian Dunnigan. But one day. I think Brian Dunnigan had like diarrhea or something. Everybody knew he was sick. And guess yeah. what? Everybody just piled on Brian Dunnigan because he was the bully, bully and he had diarrhea. I make that analogy just to say that the New England Patriots have been the bullies of the NFL for a long time now. And now they got diarrhea, Andrew. Oh, my goodness. They have diarrhea. Like Lou Holtz running off the field <laughs> in a Penn State game. I don't know Dude, if you remember uh, that. Isn't it mitral? What is that? The the diarrhea. You take a couple of those. Clog modium. things up. Modium. That's it. God, take a couple of modium, right? Uh, it's been 18 years since the New England Patriots have had a losing record through at least five games of the NFL season. On Sunday, that streak ended. Patriots are now two and three after losing to your Denver Broncos on Sunday. Fun fact about the Denver Broncos. There's 32 teams in the NFL, and I hate one of them, and it's the Broncos. Oh, it is? I thought you Denver. I lived in Colorado, but I, because of the people from Colorado, I hate the Broncos. I don't have anything against the franchise. It's all their fans are terrible. I don't like them. So I feel like with this story that you just presented to us, you're throwing down the gauntlet that maybe the NFL does have random stats because that the first time <clears throat> losing record within five games on um, a non leap year. Listen, New England has not posted a losing record in October or later since 2002. Five games is not that big of a deal. They, like, I think ending the season with a, a losing record is an interesting fact. But since you have thrown down the gauntlet, it took 1,865 kickoffs before the Bucks returned a kickoff for a touchdown. And <laughs> the New Orleans Saints on September 17th, 1967, the first kickoff they ever received, John Gillum took it to the house. Very first kickoff. I feel like what happened was that scene in Inception where you just went dream <laughs> in a dream upon a dream. You went stat upon a stat upon a stat. Are you going to switch the top right now? This is the Inception podcast presented <laughs> by Reposo and the Believe Podcast Network. Because we're like so deep in the stats right now. I don't know if I'm in a dream or this really is a podcast. I don't know what's happening either. But you know who's not going to have any more stats is Ryan Fitzmagic. Oh, he got don't benched. say that. Don't say that. He had 16 years in the NFL. He's had 145 starts, but the Dolphins have decided that he is no longer going to be the starting quarterback, and they're going with Alabama alum Tua Tungalova. I just need to make a small correction there. You have the name mispronounced. It's Ryan Fitzmagic. That's what Ryan Fitzmagic is getting. You, you preloaded that correction because I said Ryan Fitzmagic. Oh, you did. Dang you it. preloaded that. <laughs> Yes. Anyone keeping track? Larry is not listening to anything I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't load it in the chamber. I was ready. <laughs> Damn it. You caught me. 
Oh my goodness. Well, Fitzpatrick, we'll do that later. Is uh, he's kind of bummed about it. I I feel like when I was talking about Kyler Murray having to face face the magic one day, Ryan Ryan is dealing with it now. He's he's very disappointed. He's going on record and saying how he's sad, and it kind of took the wind out of Tua's sails a little bit. He's like, I'm I'm excited for myself, but I feel bad for Fitz. I feel like we got to give the exact quote for Magic because I think it's beautiful. He said, quote, I basically got fired yesterday and my day today consisted of Zoom meetings with the guy who fired me and sitting in the room with the guy who replaced me for four hours ago. You know, um, he is a grown man. He does have feelings. I feel like they should have respected Fitzmagic a little bit more than they did. Mm, I feel like, no, I don't think so. Dude, they're what, three what? and three. The Dolphins suck. He led in there. Why are quarterbacks given a whole other level of like you've seen hard knocks i think like cutting people is just part of the game but for some reason people quarterbacks get this like victory tour i mean granted fitzpatrick is really good i mean being in the nfl for 16 years is crazy he's he started for eight different teams so i guess give him give him the nod give him a wave to the non-crowd before a game or something but he doesn't like don't save his feelings you want to try to to start grooming your new quarterback First of all, first of all, Fitzmagic is the greatest Harvard football player in NFL history. That's number one. Greatest football player in Harvard history. Didn't Ed McCaffrey go to Harvard? Ed, no, no, I don't think so. All right. Okay, you can Google that while I talk. Number two, have you seen Fitz's beard? I mean, that beard speaks alone for what, how, how much respect he should be treated with. Yeah, well... If it was me, I would fire him immediately and say, you can't sit in this Zoom meeting. I'm, I'm wondering if he'll get traded now. Like, will the team say, like, okay, listen, he's clearly good. Two is the future. We got to let him play. I mean, what? I don't think so. I think you want to keep him as a backup because you never know what's going to happen with with Tua. Like, I mean, people get hurt, and that's kind of like having the Red Rocket as a backup. You want to have, oh. have some good people in there. Listen, that's a total bingo square. You said Red Rocket. Um, I do like that the fact that Tua goes to his dad and he goes like, hey, dad, I'm going to start this week. And his dad's like, hey, man, you play like two plays. They're going to put you in now? What are you? What, what's this all about? You got no. Fitzmagic. Why are you playing? For anyone that's curious, Ed McCaffrey did not go to Harvard. Thank you. That's embarrassing for me. I'm looking at a list of players, and I think maybe you're right. Thank you. Fitzmagic is the greatest football player in Harvard history. Conceded. How do you like them apples? I'm going to take a mini driver on a date tonight. You know, we are, I'm going to take mini driver on a date. Um, we are, as we mentioned at the top, the sports best show. So I feel like when we get these good sports best stories, we must tell you about them. Uh, are you familiar with Clay Thompson, the Golden State Warriors guard? Yeah, he's uh, maybe the most famous Golden State Warrior on the team. M m not more than Steph Curry? Maybe more Wait than. Wait a minute. More than maybe Steph, Steph Curry? Curry? Maybe Steph Curry went to Harvard too. I don't know. Maybe. He went to Brown. <laughs> Clay Thompson, the most famous Golden State Warrior of all time, got word that a fan of the Warriors, Deborah White, this is kind of, it, it's happy and sad at the same time here. I'm trying to yeah. figure out the tone of how I'm supposed to read this story. Producer in my ears telling me, hey, Larry, bring it down a little bit. Be a little more okay. somber. Uh, Deborah White, 62-year-old fan, biggest fan, some would argue, of the Golden State Warriors, has metastatic breast cancer and has recently been told by doctors that she has two to six weeks to live. Her dying wish was to meet Clay Thompson. Her husband started this campaign on the, the social medias. A local TV reporter found out about it, <clears throat> made the connection between the Warriors PR staff and Clay Thompson. 
So this week, she's, Clay Thompson spent 25 minutes chatting with Riot about her family, pets. At one point, Clay Thompson pulled out his better half, which is his dog Rocco, a bulldog, very famous in the Bay Area, and they spent some time together. I love this story because this is what Wright said. Quote, he made me feel like we've been friends forever. That's really nice. I think I love that story and it's sweet. One thing, if I was the editor, I would take the 25 minutes out because that makes it seem like he didn't spend much time. I think you just say that they, they spent time talking together. Well, I think 25 minutes is a lot. Maybe lie and round up to 30. I don't know. 25 minutes is specific and feels short to me. Um, what producer in my ears telling me you're nitpicking now? Producer in my ears, what, now tell me you do a little nitpicking with Clay Thompson in the end. I mean, that's what I do. Clay Thompson <laughs> is related to a guy I know in LA, which what? is kind of fun. Wait yeah. a minute. It, the, the guy that used to be the Dodger or the other brother? The, the used to be a Dodger married my, it's like an in law. It's not a direct relation. Wow. Wow, you're dialed in, bro. I'm a second degree from Clay Thompson. <laughs> and we're third degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes. Which which is nice. Tiger Woods is still playing golf, moving on from, from 25-minute calls. But uh, the Zuzu, Zozo, do you pronounce the golf tournament Zozo, Zuzu? I did have to do an official reading today, and I went with Zozo because I thought it was funner to say, but it could be Zuzu. Mm-hmm. When you did the official reading, did the funner come up as well? Uh, I definitely say funner a lot more, and people are like, that's not grammatical, grammatically correct. I'm always like, but it's funner cl- correct. That is true. I'll, I'll concede that. Tiger Woods, I don't know. I think he's great. He's trying to just pile on to his greatness. Uh, he's going for his 83rd tournament victory in Ventura County at the Sherwood Country Club. You know, I feel like um, these Tiger stories, I have to do sports for a living, and I'm like, oh, Tiger Woods. Like, it is he is still so stinking popular people so care about tiger woods like people because generally speaking people don't care about golf but if you say tiger woods people care and it's the fact that he like he's only played in six tournaments over eight months so like he i think he's building on this like tiger uh word of mouth because now he just does it's like a tiger sighting in the wilderness he's playing he's playing yeah he brought golf to crazy heights yes and so, I mean, he's he can ride that residual for a really long time. And also because in golf, you can still win stuff at an older age. He's 44, I believe. And uh, you never know when he's going to win, like the Masters. At this tournament, which is in your neck of the woods, Southern California, it's at a um, country club that used to, Tiger used to host it. He used to be in charge of this tournament in mm-hmm. Southern California. And uh, I used to work at a TV station in LA. And we drove out there to interview Tiger Woods this a sports anchor i was his producer and they're like setting up the cameras in the like it's like me tiger and this sports producer and i just kind of make some small talk and i was i used to live in long beach and i was like hey tiger played the the golf course that you used to you started your golf career on and he's like literally just mad mung me and didn't even respond i was like trying to make this great he's like he just didn't even care it's like okay tiger you in great oh my goodness sports best tiger not talking to larry Nope. No. One positive note is the land speed record of an automobile has been broken at 316.11 miles per hour. <laughs> Do we have time for this story? You know, I didn't know how you were going to take this in the, if we have time, is this technically a sports story? Yeah. Auto racing. Is okay. It's sports. Okay. Okay. I then we have so. time. We have time. And also, the CEO of this car company, SCC, that made the Tutora, which Tuatara, whatever it is that that's the car that did it, 
he's yoked. So he's definitely doing the sports best. So the world's fastest car is a car nobody's ever heard of. That's right. He just literally made one to Atara so that it could set this land speed record. I think they're going to probably make more. It, it seems like it's a street, le- street legal car that they're going to work on. It's, I could, I don't know if you saw the stats on it. It's 100, 1,750 horsepower on the twin turbocharged V8 engine. One thing to note is Gerald Shelby is not related to Carroll Shelby. Just a very interesting coincidence. Carroll Shelby famously helped Ford win Le Mans with uh, Mark V. And Gerald's the driver, the, the guy that's yoked. Jared is the guy that's yoked. The guy that drove is a British driver. His name is Oliver Webb. So an American automaker breaks the record for the world's fastest car, but they undercut it by putting a Brit. I've asked you this before, but I'm going to ask it in a different way. What's the fastest you would go on an open road in a car? As fast as the car would go. So you I would guess go three. You would I go could, 300 miles an hour. If the car could handle it, yeah. There's no way. I wouldn't even take. I would maybe go 110. Maybe. I'm talking a big game. I would probably go 180. Whew, that's 200. I would no way, dude. I mean, I know this car. Like you're not getting the shakes like you are on my Toyota Corolla. So that's one thing, but man, that just seems like that is something bad's going to happen. Anyways. I think a lot of it depends on the type of a car. I bet you could go 180 in a really nice Mercedes and not really feel it. Well, good news. I'll probably never be in a really nice Mercedes, so I'll never have the chance, Andrew. You and your big shooting Dodger friends will go in nice Mercedes all the time. I think that's a positive note that we can wrap the show on. This has been not sports worst, sports best. I say sports best. You say best. Thank you. He is Andrew Keller, who was not admitted to rehab this week. I am Larry Olson saying thanks for stopping by.